Hi, and welcome to episode 34. No, it's not episode 34. <laughs> it's not It's not even close to no, episode I was, like, I was like, I think I was on 37 a while back, which, yeah, yeah episode 37, Traits in Tech, Sherlock Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Let's try this again. Hey. I don't even know where 34 came from. Well, it's, it's, we we're, we're on 42. Yeah. We're, we're on 42. So I, didn't even, I didn't even read it backwards. Hola. Hola. ¿Qué pasó? <laughs> Welcome to episode cuatro y seis. Okay. Hi, and welcome to MC Podcast, episode 42. Today in studio, I have the one, the only... The tall, lanky one, right? The <laughs> yeah. tall, lanky one, Kyle Vosberg in the studio with me today. Hello. Welcome, Kyle. What's up? Not much. So um, so Kyle is is kind of our lead agronomist here and works in R&D with me. We, we've had all these stories before. Um, we, uh, we have been trying to think about um, talking about a, a doing a podcast on road stories. Uh, most of the time when you are on the road, you and I are on the road together, those stories are not um, age appropriate. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, yeah, so no, but anyway, we, we have a, we have a good time out on the road and, and, and I, 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 I enjoy your friendship, Kyle. Yeah. I do. So I appreciate that. Um, today, today, being that that uh, things are going to be kind of getting ready to, to plant in the next few weeks. Um, I wanted to talk about herbicides. Okay. Okay. You know, and um, and so what I was wondering is if you could, uh, you know, kind of maybe uh, maybe you know educate us a little bit on herbicides. Well, I know about herbicides, and so I can I can educate. That's with an H. Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. So why is it not herbicide? Why are you sure that it's herbicide? I mean, because usually when you go to the to the store and if I want to buy some basil yeah. or some rosemary, you buy herbs. I, I buy herbs. Yes. Right. And it's spelled the same way, right. correct? Correct. So why do you, why do you pronounce it herbicide? It's pr- I guess it's a cultural thing is what we could say. Is it Maybe it's a sophistication level. Possibly. That I'm more sophisticated than you, so There's I pronounce things like herbicide. And vegetables. And vegetables. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Or, or so, so really. Or we need to get out. We need to, we need to spread some fertilizer. <laughs> some fertilizer. That's, yeah, that's down in Tennessee. Yeah. That's, the, that's down in Tennessee. They don't put out fertilizer. Yeah. I saw you spreading fertilizer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, whatever. One so, syllable behind. So it, it, it is, it is herbicide. Herbicides, herbicides, sure. Potato, we'll potato, yeah, tomato, right. tomato. Yeah. Vegetable, vegetable. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Right. Exactly. All right. <laughs> <Good news. laughs> oh man. All right. So try to follow along with us. Here. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening at home, just just try to follow along with us here today. I mean, we're, we we don't know. We we we're, don't know yet. So anyway, so herbicides. So yep. I, to be honest with you, Kyle, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody else out there know. I know a lot about a lot of things. Actually, I probably know a little about a lot of things. And I know a lot about a little things. Yeah, that works. Yeah, right, that, right. that's right. Um, and and herbicides. And I almost said it again. Herbicides. Herbicides. Her, her, herbicides are um, uh, are something that I know very little about. 
Okay. And, uh, you know, I know that if I need to kill weeds at the house, I'm going to go get some 41% glyphosate, just spray it underneath the deck where the pool is. You know, um, I, I use it kind of as a weed eater. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can just get in the mule and just, you know. Yeah, that's what I do at the house. Too. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but as far as, as far as types and, 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 and usages and, and dangers, uh, you know, pros and cons, I, I really don't know. I really don't know a whole lot. So I'm, I'm hoping that you can educate me a little bit today. Right. And I mean, I think a lot of us have kind of been the same way. You know, I, I was too, until I really worked deep in agriculture, we, almost everybody uses Roundup or, you know, the, the scientific term glyphosate uh, to kill weeds around the house and whatnot. Um, it's ex- commonly used within the agricultural industry. And we, we've all known that and, and have heard the, the pros and cons and, and people's opinions and, and emotions on things like that. But it wasn't really until I kind of got deep into, into agriculture and working at Master's Choice. And uh, a couple of years ago, actually, uh, when I was in processing, I was asked to um, take my chemical spray license right. test. Um, that was due mostly to the fact of having to be able to use the chemical. So once you get past Roundup and you start getting into other things, you know, there are uh, certifications you need to have, um, you know, and, and a lot of it was common sense. Some of it was technical knowledge and understanding of like, you know, modes of action and, and um uh, just exactly what active ingredients were being used. Um, you know, a large portion of those of those tests are basically helping people walk through labels and things like that. But um, so I've kind of learned and, and began to understood. And then moving into the agronomic side of things, I mean, it was basically you know, especially this time of year, it's a it's a fairly common conversation. Yeah. You know, um, especially if guys don't have a local agronomist. I mean, pretty much it's it's left up to their own study and their own understanding and whatnot. So 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 are there classes of of herbicides. Yeah. I mean, so you have different kinds. You have herbicides that basically block photosynthesis in a okay. weed, and that's the way they kill them. Uh, there's a other, there are other classes of herbicides which basically speed along the life process of a weed. So when it uh, reacts uh, systemically, it makes the plant live out its life cycle at, a, at an accelerated rate, and that's how the weed dies. Really? Um, yeah. So, and there's a couple other inhibitors and things like that, and uh, just different ways to basically, I mean, once you stop the movement, I mean, and you, I mean, we, we've gotten a lot, I, I really feel like the last six months, I've, with my studying, with my, you know, CCA uh, certification stuff, I've gotten in a lot more deeper uh, conversations about nutrition yeah. and things like that, but once you can block photosynthesis, once you can stop sugar mobility in a leaf, you know, you could pretty much kill any, any green organism, you know, anything, any plant, but yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep, yeah. Keep, <laughs> so yeah. you just need to be like, yeah, I have a comment, but I don't. No, no, no. <laughs> like, 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 uh, I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I Absolutely. told you. I mean, and so that's what all the different types are doing and they're just doing them in different ways. I mean, and obviously the more modes of action we can bring to the marketplace, the better. Um, now the one thing is, and, and they, and I had heard this before, but it was really touched on when I was at Wisconsin. Um, I was up in Wisconsin, like right after the first of the year. Um, and, and some of the guys from UW Madison were there talking, um, and they had had their new chemical guy there basically, um, who was from South America. Um, and he was now part of UW and working with that. But I think, and I'm, I'm in the ballpark, but it's somewhere between like 25 and 30 years since we've had a brand new, uh, mode of action. Really? We have new active ingredients, but we don't have a new mode of action when it comes to herbicides in the country. 30 years. Yeah. 20 to 30 years. And there's nothing in the pipeline. Wow. Yeah. So huh. different active ingredients, same modes of action. We're not, we're not doing anything differently. Not, we're not killing anything differently. Right. We're, exactly. We're, yeah. Okay. Which is why 
using different products is so important. You know, um, we all understand the use of Roundup and how big and glyphosate itself has been um, huge in the last couple of years. I mean, especially I, I think in the past couple you know, maybe the last decade or so, it's really gotten big with the accessibility. I mean, you can buy it at Walmart right. or Rural King or wherever you want to go. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's gotten a lot uh, larger. Um, and then there's also now that we have GMO crops that are, you know, glyphosate tolerant and moving into crops that you can use glufosinate, which is just, you know, another type of herbicide so, that's so, applicable. So this kind of, so I think this is part of my, my problem with, with herbicides. So we talk about, we, we talk about things like, Roundup, but Roundup is the is not the chemical name. No, it's the brand name. Exactly. Right. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like Kleenex. Yeah. Or right? Bob. You say Bobcat, but it's a skid steer. Yeah. Yeah. Bobcat yeah. or skid steer or you know Kleenex or name recognition. Na- name recognitions. If I if I buy a mayonnaise type product that's a little bit sweet, it's it's. It's Miracle Whip, although oh, yeah. Miracle Whip is is the brand, uh, yeah. is is the is the brand name. <clears throat> how how do we how 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 do we go about saying, you know, you know? So I want to put on two. I want to put on maybe two different modes of action. So I go buy Roundup, but then I also go to Rule King and I buy Glystar. Yeah, which is which is actually going to be the same active ingredient, yep. right? Yep. Okay. So how how do I how do I know? How do I know that I'm getting a different ingredient or different mode of action? So label will will break that down if you want to put labels side by side. And the way they do that now is so within you know the business world or actually you know just within the way that our country works, um, things that you create and invent get a patent, and those patents only last for so long. I'm, I'm you know most of them around 20 years. And so once that patent runs out, then things become generic. It, it's the same in pharmaceuticals. That's how you can buy, you know, we've had things like Zyrtec and, you know, things like that. When I was growing up, those were prescription drugs. And then now the patents have fallen off. And so now that they're brought, you know, all those things have been the same way. Okay. Um, Bayer, aspirin, things like that. Um, and that's the same way in agriculture. So when Roundup came off patent, you know, from the Monsanto group. Uh, so when glyphosate came off patent. Yes. Glyphosate itself came off okay. patent. And gly- glyphosate is the active ingredient. Yes. Now it's a available <laughs> under different brand names. So that's how you get Glystar and, you know, everything else. So, yep. and so, so we really need to look at active ingredient. Exactly. Now, is it important? So, because, you know, we've got all of these resistant weeds and, and stuff, you know, especially glyphosate resistant weeds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, is it, in, so Roundup, does Roundup or, or glyphosate stop photosynthesis? Yes. Okay. So is it important to, if I wanted to, to take care of things that, that were maybe Roundup resistant, would I need to find something that, that was a different mode of action or a different active ingredient? Yeah. So a different active ingredient is going to bring a different mode of action most of the time. So you'll have a different, so glyphosate and glufosinate work two different ways, you know, but they're, so they're two different ingredients. Does glufosinate, which would be the brand name of that would be Liberty. Right. Okay. Liberty Link. Liberty Link. Link. Liberty Link is the trade is, that we talk about, but Liberty itself Liber- Liberty is the product. Is the, yeah. yeah. Liber- Liberty is the is. Yep. The, okay. So does it stop photosynthesis? They both do in their own okay. way. They, they just do they it, just do it in a different way. Yep. So 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 really, what we need is just diff- a different active ingredient. Right. Okay. And some of those aren't meant for, you know, um, 
the same group. So, uh, you know, because you have your broad leaves, you have your grasses okay. and things like that. Um, and then you get when you get you know, farther into the, the species and the families of those, you know, there are some grasses, uh, yellow nut sedge in the, in the Midwest is, is a perfect example. Um, some, even though it's a type of grass, there are some grass style herbicides that don't work on it because it has a waxy outer coating and you have to have a herbicide that's going to permeate the waxy outer coating. So like I personally have used an additive, um, I believe it's under the name impact. Uh, but yeah, it, it's an additive that I just add to like whatever I'm using atrazine or whatever. And it specifically target targets grassy or waxy Wax, grasses, waxy, waxy grass. grasses. I was having trouble earlier today with forage sorghum. Forage sorghum. Yeah. yeah. The, that the, one could be tough. It, it, yeah. I wanted to say, I forgot what I was, it was like, yeah, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It was, I just couldn't get it out. It was right. like three or four times, but waxy grasses. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so there are, there are, there are different modes of action, but then there are different, there are different, um, there are different active ingredients that may be the same mode of action style right. for yeah. photosynthesis. And then, and then. But then there are some herbicides that are specific for certain varieties, mm -hmm. uh, certain species. Yeah. Okay. Like for a long time, we were told, for a while, we've been told basically uh, glyphosate doesn't really work on uh, Palmer amaranth, which is really big in Illinois, Indiana, yeah. Iowa. Um, and they were really pushing us towards glufosinate, um, which worked for a while. Um, but... Uh, a new study out of Southern Illinois actually uh, two years ago proved that it was becoming horribly ineffective. And that actually has nothing to do with the effectiveness of the herbicide as much as it has to do with the, uh, I wouldn't say morphing, but the evolution, uh, the evolution of, of Palmer amaranth. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just like, I mean, we've had four or five invasive species of weeds i mean johnson okay. grass you know those things okay. in the country that have just so so if i if i um if so so i've planted a cover crop let's just say i planted a cover crop and it's got it's got different things in it it's not just it's not just rye grass but it's you know it was a cover crop mix yep to go in maybe it had some radishes and, and whatever right so it's not just grass maybe it's broad leaves other things what what would be what would be some uh some things that I that I could go in with to burn that down. I mean, because I I mean, are there are there certain things that are just indiscriminate, going to yeah. kill everything? Yeah. And then there's okay. So, but what would be a good what would what would be a good uh, what would be some good recommendations for burn down? So the most commonly used right now is a kind of a treatment of of both glyphosate and then uh, dicamba two four D. Okay. Uh, dicamba two four D. Those things of those class are extremely quick. Ineffective. So, I mean, anybody who's ever sprayed Roundup or glyphosate at their house, you don't spray it, you know, at nine in the morning and go out at lunch or, or dinner and it's if, dead. If it's Roundup Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I saw it on the commercial, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when he was spraying it, it literally it died, died when right he sprayed there. it. Yeah. <laughs> he was it's not all, diesel fuel. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, so, you know, those things take a day or two. Uh, not so the case, you know, with, with the those the families of like dicambas and 240s and things like that. Those so are extremely quick burn downs. They are not selective. I mean, they, they can do some, you know, from my uh, 
uh, advising of, of, of chemicals and herbicides, especially, those are to be used with caution. Um, they have a very low parts per million, uh, meaning that they carry very quickly. Uh, glyphosate actually doesn't, especially like from a, like a, at your house, like a carrying container or backpack nozzle, the parts per million are massive. I mean, you can, if you can see large droplets of water, you probably aren't, it's probably not carrying in the wind. Um, but 2,4-D and dicamba and things like that, um, there have been a couple of studies to show that even on like a five to 10 mile per, mile per hour windy day, uh, they've had droplets travel about a half mile to wow. a mile. So, wow. but so the smaller the droplet size, the, the larger risk you are for damage, right. Right. Uh, unnecessary damage from using those products. Yeah. That's, that's why when, um, uh, when I'm spraying around, uh, Mandy's garden, you know, yeah. and I, cause I don't want to weed eat around the little fence. Yeah. That's why I, I, I don't I don't pump the sprayer up real real hard. Yeah. Or I get it low to the ground or yeah, yeah, yeah get it low. Yep. I, yeah, I get it low and don't and yep. don't don't have a whole lot of pressure in it. Yeah. So But you also I mean, you can't go buy Dicamba two four D at the at the store. Like well, maybe you can. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> your I mean unless you have <laughs> hey, hey, we're not gonna talk about things like that, okay? This is this is a public conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and there's a reason no, for but that. But yeah, you got to have a chemical license to yeah, spray to spray 24D. Yeah. Right. And and so yeah. No, you're right. And I don't have a chemical license and and I and I can't. I and so this 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 just popped in my What is Gramoxone? Uh broken down. It's it's it, comes from those same families. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. I mean, so is it is it it's not it's it's Gramoxone is that the brand name or is that the chemical name? That's the chemical or the that is the brand name that people use okay. for a dicamba. Oh, okay, so yeah. that so that's a dicamba. Yeah. Gramoxone is a dicamba. Yeah. Okay. I'm, that, I'm almost 100% positive. I, this is why I brought you on was to be 100% <laughs> positive on yeah. these things. Hey, I'm about 87% positive. <laughs> You're about 80% pro- positive most um, of the time. Yeah, no. 100% of the time. <laughs> 100% of the time, you are 80% yeah. positive. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, okay. So that, yeah. So, so Gramoxone is a, is, is, is that. So, um, so, uh, so burn down, you would, you would use something, something pretty quick. In, yeah. Something quick, well, and indiscriminate. And a lot of times, I mean, with burn downs, especially, your, your whole goal is effective you know, killing of the weed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's not, you don't want to, you don't want a, a burn down that you do a month before you're going to get in and plant. Yeah. I don't want to go in with, with glyphosate, burn it down. And then when I come into plant, all of a sudden I have, you know, a weed issue again, or, or I have some starting to grow back. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to get in there, get it down, get it dead, and then be able to get in within a couple of days to start okay. planting. You're going to want to turn right So around. do I have to be caref- careful of like carryover? So like, is there anything that that maybe that I wouldn't use for a burn down if I'm going to plant corn or beans. Uh, yeah, there's a couple across. I mean, you know, the guys are not really using. You, you're not going to use atrazine in a, in a soybean. Okay. Uh, burn down. Really, not even yeah. the burn down. No. Okay. No. There are a couple products that just don't carry over. Um, glyphosate's actually one of the more easy ones to use because it has a very low residual, uh, meaning once it's sprayed, you only have so long. I mean, if you were to go spray Roundup at your house and it rained substantially yeah it would the effectiveness of the product would be significantly decreased so okay. um and and we're, there have been a lot of studies to you know to show runoff uh there have been a lot of things kind of tying in uh the so have we become more effective at at soil management with the use of gmo traits uh, non-tillering operations and the use of maybe less in, 
pesticides because that was kind of the uh, a little bit of the back of the GMO movement and bringing genetically modified organisms into agriculture was not only effectively using the ground we had, but also there was this idea that um, if we had crops that we could spray mid-year with something like glyphosate or glufosinate or things like that, that we would actually use less product. Um, and there have been studies bo- on both sides. Right. Um, you know, there there have been studies to say, yeah, we have. And there have been studies to say, you know, yes, you know, we're, we are using less, but we aren't. I mean, there's the problem with that is you have, yes, we're using more because we have crops that can use glyphosate during the season. Okay. But if we didn't have those, would we be using non-glyphosate products even more? Even Do you understand what I'm saying? Right, like, like right. if we didn't have GMO crops, would we use a lot more atrazine, which is a which is a traditional uh, use in conventional corn? Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, speaking of that, so if I'm going to spray in season, okay. Yeah. Um, so if if I have a if I have a genetically modified corn, I can, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here. There, there's it's typically either either glyphosate tolerant or glufosinate tolerant. Yeah. There's not another there's not another herbicide tolerance no. that's a GMO, correct? No. Uh, they have moved into the dicamba 2,4-D in soybeans. In, but not in corn. But not in corn, yeah. Um, there is a new trait to use. I can't remember how it's basically put out, but to... So you can only you can use atrazine in conventional corn, but right. it becomes detrimental at a growth stage. Okay. So basically, okay. it like V. I believe in that V eight V nine vegetative state yeah. in corn, atrazine can be a little bit. Once a whorl is established, you don't want herbicide down the whorl okay. of, of a corn plant. And so they have now extended it out. There are new products coming out that they've extended the life cycle of atrazine, saying that like if you had to use your atrazine getting come getting up close to pollination, you could. You could. Um, I mean, I personally don't see, and Kevin and I have kind of had this yeah. conversation. We don't really see the effectiveness of that, but I guess. So if I, if I'm if I'm raising com- conventional non-GMO corn, yep. atrazine is is one of the things that I could spray in season. Yes, in season during. What yeah. what are there any other other chemicals that you that you would know of that that I could use on corn in season? Most people are using atrazine. There aren't any really... Actually, atrazine is the most commonly used herbicide in this country for corn acres. Okay. And it has been for over 50 years. I mean, it's it's absolutely... I, I... now, will, will atrazine kill other grasses that are in that cornfield, or is it just for broadleafs? Broad okay. Yeah. 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 Now, I know you can use things like impact for, for grasses. That's what I've used before, and it is, you know, you can use it on conventional. And you can impact when, what is impact? That's the one that, that does more of the waxy type. And okay. It, it doesn't seem to show, I mean, and, and it's it's one of those things where you might want to use a little bit of caution, but um, because technically corn is a grass, um, right. but it does not seem to show... Uh, the same type of okay. uh, effect on on corn itself, and and then with with beans we have we have Roundup Ready or glyphosate tolerant beans, right? Which are pretty much non-existent in the country now. Really? Yeah, it's basically. I mean, if you're not planting glufosinate beans, I mean, so glufosinate would be yeah. Liberty Liberty Link beans. Yeah. Okay, and and then now and now to uh, dicamba. Yep. Di- dicamba beans and that and that's kind of a whole nother subject on on its own yep okay and so those are those are are there any so if i have here here's a here's a question and i don't know uh if i have if i have conventional non non-gmo 
soybeans. Are there any herbicide? Herb, ooh, there we go herbicide. again. I'm, 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 I knew I was going to mess it up once I started goofing off. Uh, are there any herbicides that I can use on on conventional non-GMO beans? So I don't know of any that are used today, and that's kind of the reason why we've heard this whole you can't grow conventional beans in the Midwest anymore. Okay, and and we've kind of talked about this in the past. And actually, when I was at UW. Um, you know, Dr. Sean Conley was actually talking about here's how you grow conventional beans. You have to you have to switch row spacing basically okay. is what you do. You have to go back to thirties. You have to do thirties in corn and then swap over. You have to plant in between the rows of your corn. Oh, okay. Remember we were talking but, about this? Yeah. Yeah, but so, still but still taking but still doing thirty inch rows. Yes. Yep. But just just offsetting. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you do previous crop corn and then you you no till that. So you allow the stubble to sit around and then basically let it lay over or or just let it lay or or however it is. If you do a cover crop it might make it a little better. And then you go in with your with your soybeans the next year on your thirty inch rows and you plant specifically between the rows of corn. So that way where you would have sunlight shedding in early season in that early part of that soybean's life, it'll be covered. Covered with that with yep. the with the corn with the corn residue. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean there's I, I don't know the specific numbers, but I imagine the the acres of conventional soybeans in the Midwest especially is extremely yeah, I'd have to, low. I've, I've seen those, but I can't remember what they are of yeah, because used to weed control consisted of cultivation and a yep. hoe. Yeah. Yeah. You, mean, I mean, you basically went out and, and you chop you chop weeds out of the soybean field. Which I mean and the thing is, like, is it a big deal? I mean, no, that we moved to the like to to the GMO soybeans, yeah. but there are still those markets that need them. I mean, we've talked about, you know, how do you how do you produce non-GMO pork if you don't have non-GMO mm-hmm. soybean, right. you know, soybean meal, or you know, and there's a lot of things coming out of that movement that's soy based, obviously. Yeah. Um, and so, how do you produce that without 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 producing the non-GMO right. soybean? Because we know, I mean, even though it's tough and there's different practices, you can produce organic non-GMO corn in this country successfully. Yeah, I mean, there are management practices and there are learning curves and things but soybeans is a different plant you know it's a different life cycle um but it can be done it can be done it can yeah. be done yeah. it can be done and i yeah and i and i think that what's interesting is that we're, we're getting to a generation of farmers now though that haven't had anything but gmo crops right yeah and and so that's just the way it is especially anything that's gt yeah, glyphosate tolerant, anything like that. I mean, to them, to there are some people in this country who that is conventional. That, corn. that is, you're exactly right. I agree with you. There are some that use that. Well, good. All right. Um, so any any um, you know anything detrimental about spraying herbicide? I, you know, I mean, I know that we need to do it to kill weeds. You know, we need to we need to switch modes of action so that we're making sure that we're not getting tolerant weeds uh to, to certain chemicals uh what about this idea of of uh you know mineral chelation with with glyphosate what yeah. what is i mean is that is that real or is that is is that just some hippie trying to get rid of glyphosate <laughs> no so there's a there are numerous hippie <laughs> if you want to say <laughs> studies uh i know right now there are i don't know if it's ongoing right now like you see berkeley did a study on uh, atrazine and the effects on frogs. I don't know if you want to look into that sometime. It's oh no, <laughs> but it's it's actually quite an interesting study. Uh, we won't get too deep into that, but no, there. Yeah, your definition of interesting and my definition of interesting are, are really two different things. Yeah, like when you want me to read like some of your nutritional psyopsises and yeah. is that the word psyopsis symposium? Eh, whatever. Well, I mean, it's like you know. 
herbicide. Herb- yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I do. Synopsis. I, I do like soil science. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's really neat. But <laughs> anyway, yes, there have been studies and it has been proven that glyphosate chelates uh, some specific trace minerals or micronutrients. So Ke- chelation meaning, it, meaning locks up, locks so it up. Does right. not is not mobile. Um, so we in corn specifically, we look at three nutrients: nitrogen, phosphorus, uh, potassium. Those are the three. And honestly, I think potassium always gets the back seat, which. It's technically so you have nitrogen, which is basically uh, you know movement. Yeah. Uh, most of your ear, your grain uh, yield is going to come from nitrogen utilization and pollination, things like that. Um, and then phosphorus, obviously, is basically like uh, the engine to the car. It just kind of keeps everything moving. And then potassium uh, gets just kind of gets the backseat. But we have micronutrients too that are part of the soil as well. So the the ones that are are affected by glyphosate are iron, uh, manganese, and boron. Okay. Um, and I believe cobalt is a little bit, but cobalt's not actually as as big of a okay. of a part to to corn production. Now, iron specifically is the one that most people look into uh, because of what it can do. So a lot of times, and, and you'll hear guys all the time, they'll say at early season when you've got little seedlings, they'll have purple plants, they'll say, I have an iron deficiency. It's like, no, that's most of the time that's a genetic uh, okay. The little purple thing. Yes. Now, okay. if you get late into season and you're like around pollination, if you're pre what we call burn down where or firing up where the plant's beginning to to turn the corner, it's produced in here. If you still have purple, lower, older leaves, you probably have an iron deficiency. There's also a thing called um, there. There are streaks that can that can form in the leaves, and then there's an also there's also intervenal beating. Yes. <laughs> B E A D I N G. Oh, not beating. Yeah, not, or, not or like bleeding. I've heard people say intervenal bleeding. It's like no, no chloroplasts don't sound, bleed. That sounds yeah. bad. Go to the yeah. doctor. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> they have chloroplasts. They don't bleed. <laughs> so, um, but instead of hemoglobin, right? Yep. yep. There you go. There look, you go. Look at this kid right here. Look at here. you go. Yep. And uh, yeah, fun fact: chloroplasts. Plants are one of the only thing that actually chloroplasts have their own nuclei, which yeah. I did not know until botany. Okay. Thank you very much. Plant the, genetics and botany. That, that most of us have, you know, most organisms have one main nuclei and chloroplasts get their own. So because they have to produce their own sugars. Okay. How neat is that? That is neat. Okay. I just bored somebody. Mark's you like, did. this is super. Yeah. Look, we're talking about chelation, <laughs> not like the other day we were talking about fermentation. Like, what is fermentation? Right now, I was like, glucose. He was like, I was looking for sugar, but that works. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, <laughs> oh, man. Polysaccharides? It's like, stop. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. But anyway, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, intravenal beating can actually happen, which looks. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so funny. It That's is. such a funny term. It is. Inter- <laughs> it's because it happens between the veins. Okay, okay. And it, is, it, it actually looks like early onset of gray leaf spot. Say it one more time. Just say it one more time. <laughs> intravenal beating. <laughs> Somebody call a doctor. I can't help it. <laughs> It sounds so tacky. Yeah, it does. It's a real thing. It yeah. happens when there's an iron deficiency. I, I, I promise I, you. I, I don't even want to try to say it. You're going to have to say it with your pinky. I'm going to say it wrong. I'm just going to say Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Oh, no. I'm not even going to try it. I'm not even going to try it. Yeah. So, 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 so glyphosate. 
ties up all out. of yep. these all these nutrients. They may be in the soil, yeah, but the, but it but it ties just, it up where where the plant can't get to. Yep, it. exactly. I'm good. All right. Any, any other any other major detrimental? You know, I mean, I think you know we talk about dicamba and the drift that it can go. Um, any other any other major major you know kind of uh, cautions or or problems we're seeing with any herbicides? I mean, that's that's kind of what I was saying. There's there have been quite a few uh, studies through the university system about you know what we're doing and is it effective and are we being detrimental to the environment and you're still thinking about <laughs> intervenal beating i could tell but it's okay <laughs> so i just can't stop it's, it's awful it's like <laughs> i knew it i honestly thought to myself this morning i was like i kind of want to talk about that that's really cool like you know and you're like no nah, mark's not mark mark's not mature enough to handle this yeah and they're like no it just sounds awful. It's, it's like, like, doctor, I think I've got interpanal bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I just can't help there it. Have, I don't understand how we, like, you are a, a, a fairly sophisticated person. I like, know. You I get know. in very deep conversations with people who have PhDs and I, master's degrees and people who have good, done, a, like, a lot of my good friends are conversations, that. Like, like, we tried a podcast a while back where we were talking about male and female plants pollinating, which yeah. we talk about. All the time in this office, and you literally lost it. We had to stop the podcast because you couldn't talk. I know. I know. It's you guys. The man has five children. He talks about a male and female court play podcast. I was like, oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? I don't know. I get it. I get in the office with all of you guys, and it's like the the sixth grade locker room around here. It's like, like, you can't say anything. The dumbest jokes I probably, like, I think about a funny joke. I don't get anything out of Mark. Like, one time, I remember, here's a fun off the cuff story <laughs> scott had some kind type of like he had gotten everybody in sales these like really dumb hands-free headsets for their phones yeah for their yes, phones yes. and i remember we were all standing around i walked into an office and i said you gonna land that plane or what <laughs> <laughs> and you literally lost it like it looked like he worked at an air traffic control center i was like you bring that bird down or what oh my god here's four niner j bird <laughs> Stop. I know. That's good. I know. All yeah. right. We were we were all serious, man. We were oh, going, we were going with it and <laughs> sorry. Sorry, marketing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh my gosh. I think we're just gonna let it ride. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So well good. Kyle, as always, it is a pleasure, my yeah. friend. And uh and and I I I enjoy having you in and and enjoy um enjoy uh our, our friendship for sure. Absolutely. Um uh, so uh one one last thing. You uh, you snuck out last night to go to the uh, Flatland Calvary concert yep. in St. Louis. How was that? It was awesome. Probably one of the best shows I've ever been to. Anybody who kind of has been around us or N- nobody yeah. there with really inner fatal beating. No, nobody okay. did. But no, it was cool. We uh, we're. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't do it. Some of those people might have it this morning, though. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell I you bet, that right I now. Bet. But no, it was cool. We uh, a lot of us, you know, especially us R and D guys, were into the Texas Red Dirt scene, which yep. is this small little genre of Texas music that basically only comes out of Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and so for them to come up to St. Louis is big. awesome. I mean, it was. Not a lot of people there, but I mean, yeah, we got to meet the band. It's, I mean, they're just real laid back guys who are just making really good country music. So. It was, Good. it was neat. Good deal. I'm yeah. glad you got to go. Glad yeah. you got. I'm glad I got to see the pictures and, and hear week, the story. Hopefully, 
I know. Next we're week is we're, Core Blonde. I know. We're crossing our fingers. If you work in agriculture and you're not listening to Core Blonde, you're missing <laughs> you're out. You're missing yeah. out. Absolutely. If you love cows, you need or breaking stuff or getting your truck stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, good. Hey, appreciate you, buddy. Absolutely. Hey, guys, all you out there listening, appreciate you uh, tuning in today, so to speak, and, and hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. Uh, as always, you can find us on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and um, and at always, always, always at seedcorn.com. Catch y'all later. Thank you.